everybody. Welcome to Let's Talk Sit, the podcast where three dog trainers spanning three generations share all our best tips from our personal experiences and reactions to basically anything dog related. I'm the token millennial, Alice Teal, and every week I'm joined by my Gen X and Boomer co-hosts, Lynn Bell and Kim Topher. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Let's Talk Sit. I'm Alice Teal. I'm here with our co-hosts, Kim Topher and Lynn Bell. Uh, Today, we are talking about something that affects literally everyone in in all industries, um, including dog trainers, burnout. So burnout is definitely a thing. Um, I think we all hit it. I think new trainers come in thinking, I'm going to love this job. I'm going to play with dogs. I'm going to have so much fun. And then they're completely shocked when suddenly they find themselves disliking what they're doing or feeling like overwhelmed, not really wanting to do it anymore. And they don't understand why. I think some of them tend to drop out. Some of them hang around for a while. Um, But I I know one of my um, students contacted me. She had been doing boarding and training um, and she just didn't turn anybody away, didn't keep her rates high enough and completely got burnt out and called me up saying, how do I not want to do this anymore? This was so fun. And I'm going, because you're just hitting burnout. <laughs> and it is a thing. And it and it can be overcome. Um, because I know because I've done it like 20 times, at least I've hit burnout. What it's does really burnout feel, feel like to you guys? Like, I know it looks different for everyone. But how do you feel when you hit burnout? don't want to talk to any of the clients, don't want to train any of the dogs, don't really care about if a dog is trained. Don't want that's to. How, I just, that's how it is for me is I just, I don't care. Like, yeah, right. you're having an issue. Good luck. Yeah. Have fun with that. <laughs> right. Right. I, I, I wonder what contributes to the burnout the most. I think for me right now, I'm kind of in one of those burnout phases, um, largely because I came from a, a big city and moved to a small town. And it's, it's starting over again. So it's kind of daunting there. I know what the battle is in front of me, if I want to start a training business where I'm located. Um, and it, I guess it doesn't excite me very much. I've, I've done that before. And I know that it's never going to be as successful as, as the business was in the bigger city. Um, so there's, there's that, but I am kind of intrigued and excited about doing new stuff. Yeah, I think for you me, know, that has always virtual been or something like that. Yeah, how I've usually gone out first, I've taken a vacation, like you have to literally go, okay, no client calls, no anything for this amount of time or whatever, take a bit of a vacation. But what's helped me usually, and because I think I was always running a business and doing dog sport. Um, and so my fun and my work kind of like overflowed each other, you know? Um, And so what I would find is I'd have to change, do something new, new, a different dog, do uh, try a different sport. I would change focus. Like I would like, okay, I'm going to do bed bug dog. I love bed bug dogs. I, I absolutely have a blast doing that. Bed bug dogs. Yeah. I do love it. It's a blast. Um, no way. Not doing bed bug dogs. <laughs> we yeah, have to talk about disgusting. that later. We have to Nobody talk wants to talk later. about bed no, bug we dogs. No, we should talk about bed bugs now. Where are your bed bugs, Lynn? It's sitting in a container in the fridge. Yes, sicko. You have bed <laughs> bugs in your house right now. Bed bugs in your fridge. Ew. <laughs> um, but, That's why but, you live in, the, in But YouTube. I learned a new skill, right? Like, <laughs> be quiet. <laughs> um, 
but, but I, I picked up a new skill, learned something new because I hadn't done that one before. Or mm-hmm. I would do protection. I did studio work. I did worked exotics. I like at one point when I was burnt out, I got started training my goats because it was something different. Um, so I so find the desire to train is still exists when you're burned, burned out. Yeah, because I could train a goat. <sighs> I still am good at what I do, regardless if I'm burned out. So. I think the only thing I want to train when I'm burned out is my own dogs. Because I do feel sometimes like I'm so busy with clients that my own dogs don't get to do all the fun stuff that I know how to do. But I'm spending time making sure that my clients' dogs are having fun. Yeah. And and I definitely agree. Like, I even burned out, I do work my own dog. I like to get up. My My quiet time is me and my dog getting up early. And going outside before the kids are awake and just working our routines and playing and stuff. So I do like that for, um, you know, I'm not burnt out from that. But but picking up something new, I'll be like, oh, my timing is off on this suddenly. Um, when I'm training a goat, you pick up on that faster. <laughs> so yeah, so well, I, I think new. mostly we want we want people to know new trainers, old trainers, the burnout happens. I mean, we're, we can get frustrated. We can get just kind of tired of doing the same thing. And we get to a point. I think the other thing is we spend, we probably overdo um, when we're, when we've got a lot of clients, when we're successful, when things are going well, we tend to just keep piling on, piling on, piling on. Oh, I could do another class. I could, I could teach another class. Oh, I could add daycare to my business. Oh, I could do this. I could do that. And the more you do that, you know, the quicker that burnout just, just comes and smacks you in the face. Well, and we're also in that helping industry, right? And so we, Mm -hmm. most dog trainers tend to be the type of person that wants to help others. And that can lead to definite fatigue and trying to help others. Mm -hmm. So the helping others. So when you get the clients that are just making you bang your head against the wall, just do what I asked you to do. When I start finding myself, myself, not feeling compassion for the people is when I start to know "Mm, I better take back either raise my rates lower the amount of people I have to deal with um and and setting boundaries is definitely a bad problem in our industry especially the newbies don't we all have problems with that yes yeah we for sure set the boundaries I have the boundary of if you tell me if you don't fix my dog and jumping I'm gonna go put the dog down you just threatened me I'm not gonna I don't want to deal with that I, um, I told you about the uh, podcast I listened to a while ago that had um, Melanie Benware on it. Um, and she was talking about how she limited her, her clients to a certain number. She has a certain program. She does certain things and she has her weekends free and she, she schedules yeah. in her vacation time. Yeah. I don't, I think she's like one of the very few trainers that even out there does that. Most of us just go, Oh, another client who needs me. I'll take you. I'll take you. I'll yeah. take you. We yeah. don't, we don't regulate ourselves I think, well enough. And then we think we're fine. We think we're totally fine until we're not. Yeah, I for sure. I, like I said, learning to set the boundaries where I went, these are my office hours. I don't care if you're, I remember I got a call on Thanksgiving day. Um, the dog ate the turkey. Can you come over right now? No, I'm not. This is when I was like, I get my holidays. I get my nights. I get my weekend. My weekends are reserved for my dog sports. Now they're reserved entirely for my family, no dog sports. Um, so being able to set those boundaries of what you'll take, what you'll not, 
um, making sure that you're getting compensated fairly for what you do do. Um, and then also um, like enjoying your own dog, making sure that you actually enjoy your own dog. If you're not, then find mm -hmm. something else to do with them or find it like whatever, whatever you need to do to enjoy it. Um, and the other thing that gets me back a lot of times is making sure that I'm finding my ideal client, because when I find my ideal ones, I get those golden clients, um, like the ones that you just love. I just love them. They do anything for me. I do anything for them. Um, I will return and go, I really like working with you. And then you, right. and then you, and they'll like, right. Currently right now I have one of my golden classes, where I just have the students that are listening. Um, they're just doing fantastic with their dogs. I'm seeing, and I'm like, I don't want this class to end, which every week I say, I don't want to go train. And then I get there and I'm like, I don't want this class to end. Like they, they have to come yeah. forever. Um, so you get those. Alice, are you burned moments. out too? Um, a little bit. Um, I don't know if necessarily, out? yeah, I don't I know if it's necessarily on training. Um, I think it's just life in general and pretty burnt out, but mm -hmm. I get, I get very apathetic when I'm burned out. Um, I just don't care. I literally like, I could, I could be working with my favorite dogs and I'm just like, I don't like, you can come sit next to me, I guess, <laughs> um, <laughs> which that's, that's kind of how it was. Um, when I was at my daycare, if I ever got burned out, I was just like, okay, I'm going to go hang out with my, my favorite dogs. Um, and everyone kind of just let me do it. It was, it was nice. Um, I would just go <laughs> grab my favorite dogs and just go sit with them for like an hour. And then I felt better cool. enough to at least train, um, or do what I needed to do. But what kind of a, like, what kind of blow has to happen before you like call it a last straw? I mean, clearly this is cumulative, but like what kind of thing is like just the last straw and you're just like, all right, I'm, I'm done. I'm whipped. Um, I think any kind of disrespect. Um, <clears throat> so like if I'm working with a client and they're super disrespectful or, um, just not even rude, like it's not about that. It's just like treating me like an idiot and not listening and then blaming me. Um, it's really hard. We get, we do get that more often than you think. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, you would think people contact you for dog training. They actually want your, your opinion, but often they do not. They would like their opinion validated. It, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> and I just don't have time for that. I don't have energy for that. that I, I just, right now I wouldn't work with those people, period. Um, but I also like when I'm super burnt out, I, I don't even want to work with my own dog. Um, like I haven't, done any fun training with her for months now um and actually i was just talking to jesse about this yesterday sorry my partner jesse um where we're just like I, like i haven't worked like my dog is so bored and she's a chihuahua it's not like she she's super active or a malinois like you weirdo over there um <laughs> Like she doesn't need that much. Like I can spend 20 minutes with her and she's, she's happy and exhausted afterwards, you know? Um, right. But I haven't even, I realized I haven't even done that. And so I was like, you know, you guys had actually been pushing me on this too, is that I should uh, get her a trick title. And so I was like, you know, maybe I'll just start working and see if that kind of pulls me out of the burnout, just little things. I think for me, that's something that does help is if you've got, 
you know, sort of a real clear goal. And, and that's, yeah. that's where those kind of trick titles are, and AKC does them virtually. I think um, do more with your dog does them virtually. There's probably some other groups or yeah. organizations out Doing there that some do fun too. stuff helps. <clears throat> right. Right. So if you can just do like something relatively simple, it can kind of like bounce you back a bit. Yeah. That, and then the, the clients who you love, like the clients who you just would, would die for over and yeah. over um, yeah. talking to them kind of um that also talking me. to new also sometimes for me talking to some of the newbies helps because they're they come in fiery <gasps> this is the best thing in the world and I go yeah you know what you kind of I'd rather do this than anything else so you're kind of right, <laughs> you know, so sometimes it'll be for me, different things spark getting out of it. I'll need a break. I tried to retire when I moved here. I was like, well, I, I remember I was running my active business. I had just had major medical things with one of my children um, and then my husband and myself. So like we just had a really bad year and I was like, I am tired. I just want to be home with my kids. I don't want to work anything. And then I got out here and six months later realized I really do miss like the clients. Like it's how I make my friends. Typically, I just really missed it. So I tried to work for the other trainer and that didn't really go too well, too much. Um, And so am I burned out? Am I not? As I'm going, I'm realizing I really do love the golden clients that just will do what you ask them. And the dog turns out beautifully and I, I am getting sucked back in. I'm not getting sucked back in to the extent I was though, but I think um, part, sorry, but go ahead. No, um, with, with me, I know I, um, a lot of people in, in the training industry and in the pet industry in general, or like kind of newbies who don't actually know um, if they want to do it yet. Um, they'll come in and they'll, they'll be like, I love dogs. I just have, I just have such a great relationship with dogs. I just want, I want to continue. And then they start training or start, you know, whatever, working at a daycare. Daycare is kind of where I saw it the most. Um, and they realize that they only like their own dog. Um, and so they don't actually want to, yeah, Yeah. they don't actually like other dogs. They're really irritated with other dogs. They're, or they they don't like people. Yeah, I, I, but the loads but, of people but, come in not liking people. <laughs> but dogs is a huge thing where they're just like, I don't, I don't want to deal with with other people's dogs. They're really annoying. Um, because I mean, to be honest, other people's dogs are annoying most of the time. Because um, they, <laughs> and this is from someone who I, I, I don't mean, know. I I like other people's dogs. I think sometimes way more than my own. But at the same time, <laughs> they are vowels. they do have bad habits um, <laughs> that you would yeah. Kim, they're they're not as bad as my dog's habits. She's a unicorn. She has mouths. Yeah. (laughs) But at the same time, like I'm, I'm very much the opposite where, I mean, I love my dog um, and my dogs in general. Um, I love them, but I, I get sick of them (laughs) and I want to work with other dogs and be around other dogs. Um, And that's kind of another thing where I'm like, it's like the opposite of burnout. It's like burnout from burnout. Where I'm like, I'm sick right. of my dog. I want to no. go treat someone else's dog. <laughs> I'm burned out on my dog too. I, yeah. think, I think too, though, again, people get into this industry thinking they're going to play with dogs and then, and they're not people, people. And then suddenly they realize, holy cow, I have to deal with this person and this person and this, this type of personality, that type of personality. And that can be a burnout factor too. It's part of the skill um, set. You have to. So coming in, knowing that 
Like I like people. I like helping people. I like helping people have a better relationship with their dog. Um, and so it's typically the people that I like that draw me back into wanting to train dogs. I can trade a dog like I, and I like the dogs well enough, but it's the people um, for me. So it may be, it, I wonder if what draws you out of burnout, everybody has a different drawback, like the thing that draws them back. I think so, because the people, absolutely not for me. Um, yeah, me I like I like seeing the dogs change and the dogs improvement, but I don't I don't I mean, unless it's a again, unless it's like one of my favorite clients, um, which I only have like a handful of the clients who I adore and would die for and would do anything for. Um, but other than that, like, I don't I don't really care. I want to see the dogs improvement. I'm always looking for that next person to add to my handful because my handful isn't mm. a handful anymore. Well, you're much right. more gregarious I yeah. it's so much weird go, that you say that because going. I was the shy one you guys it's just so weird because I was the shy quiet girl you are not at all nope, anymore not. like me and Kim are definitely way more quiet I shy was shy you. quiet we talk about stuff all the time and you're just like oh I miss talking to people I want to be hands-on with the people and work with them and me and Kim are like ugh it's not that it's not that I really dislike people it's just that I think it's my personality style it's it's just it can be kind of draining yeah I'm to work with people like like working with people does not necessarily energize me it it drains you're an introvert I'm not I'm I'm actually a quieter extrovert I think it doesn't you know my elevate my situation was really yeah, my situation is a lot like yours, Lynn. I, I moved uh, relatively recently from, uh, from a, a location where I had my business. I sold my business um, and moved to a really rural place on the other side of the country where essentially nobody knows me as a trainer. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I thought, okay, this, this, is, this is it. I'll, I'll start a business here. And then I quickly would, you know, was like, decided, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, and then I said, no, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to like, legit retire i'm going to no. just retire um and i i did that for a couple of years and then it, like something was just nagging me and i didn't know what it was but something was nagging me and it, it turns out that i i just identify myself as a dog trainer too strongly yeah to not actually too. train dogs yeah i think that's so, also a little bit of a pull because i've been Lynn the dog trainer since i've been a kid like i yeah. i've i've never worked in any other I mean, I've done a couple of slight other mini job type things, but I've never been anything but Lynn, the dog trainer. Now I add in Lynn, the mom and the wife, um, but I, my identity is, has been the forever. The homeschooler. Yeah. I, the I do have many things. The, the, yeah. <laughs> but even then I still miss part of that, that part of me. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kim so. over here, Kim, the Malinois owner. Ugh. Uh, some shivers know, down my somebody spine. has to do it uh. it might as well be me <laughs> I can I can more closely identify to Kim because I like the working shepherds and I did have a mouth but <laughs> notice I said had I had mouth. you know I think what, what out of all the times that I've like hit those periods of burnout I think the worst for me was when a really one of my really special dogs died yeah and then I harbored a little bit of resentment for oh I don't know a decade or so um because it was it was like you know I I 
worked so hard with that dog. I, I trained him to a high level competency and then he died relatively young uh, from cancer. So it's, it was a situation where it was totally out of my control. I couldn't do anything about it. Um, there was very little we could do to help him. We did do surgery and chemo and radiation. We tried to do everything in the world. We threw everything at him. Um, but it just wasn't going to happen. It, it was just one of those things where we delayed um, what ultimately was going to happen. And I don't know, I guess I was just mad about that for a really long time. So it, I don't know that I went and trained and it kind of got myself, my mind off of my own dog and my own situation. But I, I think I got too immersed in, in other people's dogs and never really followed through on, on the death of my own. Yeah. But so I think when you have those kind of experiences, sometimes you're just like, it, it, it extends, I don't know, the pain or whatever of burnout for such a long period of time. Yeah. So I, I, I'm still recovering. I would say I'm recovering from that still. And how I long find, ago was that? Uh, like 16 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know Yikes. the dog went, the dog is like way beyond the dog's life expectancy at this point, but I'm still mad. It's like, dang it, he was a nice dog. And why did that have to happen? Um, but it, you know, we see our clients dealing with that kind of stuff too, and they have a hard time getting back um their kind of mojo or whatever you want to call it. Um, their interest in in training a dog again, um, in being a part of a team again with with a dog. Um, so they tend to maybe keep their distance a little bit, but I think sometimes those significant events can just take it, take their toll. And that becomes a burnout thing too. How do we get past that? You really have to find it. it out for your own self, yeah. what yeah. works for I'm you, still, because because as we've talked about this, like Lynn, you get pulled back in by the people I get pulled in by other, other dogs. Um, yeah. Well, and Kim, doing something Kim new, gets pulled the in because new thing. New Kim thing. gets pulled in because she doesn't want to deal with Malinois anymore, and who could blame her? <laughs> <laughs> I get it's, I get pulled in because it's it's my identity. I think is what keeps pulling me in. It's your identity like I, to get away from I feel the like Malinois. I need to. And the mouse, yes, they do definitely give me that sort of push that I need to like reaffirm that I can still train a dog. Yeah, you know, since my Malinois life has meaning. That you, yes. even even with these Malinois, you can you can yes. get away. Kim, it's okay. Right. You have you have support. <laughs> you have people who love you. <laughs> well, and, and also having funny friends to talk to. Because <laughs> yeah, that helps. Where you get bored. Like how many times you guys know my pain. That That's why it's years. so good. Yeah, like you the, understand. The the third. I, there should be a dog trainers. I am a a dog trainer in burnout anonymous. Yeah, a, a burnout anonymous. <laughs> I like it. I like it. We should do that. <laughs> yeah, we should totally do that. But I think, I think the, the, I mean, how, literally how many times can you teach a sit? Literally in 37 yeah. years, how many times have I taught a sit? Like, I don't I, even want to think. I, I have so no much. idea. Yeah, I mean, really three, three years or whatever I've been training. How many times have I taught a sit? Oh man. <laughs> I, at least there's I, a thousands of sits at least at thousands, thousands and thousands. So I think the finding something new so that I'm that not helps. bored um, because suddenly I'm like, oh, and, and the studio work helped me a lot because studio trainers have to train something new all the time. We don't know what we're going to train because it's yeah. something new. You guys get to do creative yeah. stuff. 
yeah, the tricks and the fun stuff. So yeah. doing something new, doing something new with dogs, and then the people, finding the good people or finding other trainers to talk to that kind of pump you up because they're new and excited. And so those are just some things to help up with burnout. Well, I do think it's important to get outside of your business once in a while. You know, yeah. go do something fun for you and your yeah. dogs. The dogs, go, this is where go, the dog sports come in. Yeah, go play some sports, go participate elsewhere so that, you know, you can just sort of let your hair down and just be you and the dog. Just have a good time. Yep. You don't have to be the dog trainer. You get to just go be dog mom. Dog mom, the dog trainer. Dog and that's the, the end of uh, this week's episode. Um, let us know if you want a dog trainer burnout anonymous group and we can figure <laughs> that out. Uh, I'm Alice Teal, Lynn Bell, Kim Topher, and thanks so much for listening.